Okay, why don't we get started? Let's do it. Let me know when you're ready. Oh, I'm always ready, mate. Alright, let's do it. <clears throat> la 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 la. <laughs> this podcast contains information about health and medicine, but it is not intended as a substitute for personal professional medical advice. Remember to consult your healthcare providers for information for you and your partner that is specific to your situation. After all, you shouldn't take medical advice from someone called Daddy. Hello and welcome to Call Me Daddy, a podcast dedicated to elevating your game to hot dad status or big puppy energy. Through discussing modern dad challenges that school forgot to teach us, like how to accurately pee when wearing your baby in a sling, or today's topic, first trimester tricks and tips. Have you uh, had to do that yet, John? What's that? Pee with a sling on. Have you had to do it? Yeah, the other day. So Renee, <laughs> Renee was asleep and Lawson was being real grumpy. And I think we, I think we spoke about it in one of the episodes. I don't know if it was the one that got published or the one that got deleted. <laughs> yeah, right. But um, you were sort of like saying how good a sling is because it freed both both of your hands up. And um, so I was like, oh, I'll give it a go. Pop this thing on. And I was just like making progress in the house, like properly cleaning everything. I was just legendary. And then anyways, lo and behold, I need to do a piss. And so I was like, ah, oh, got both hands free. So this should be easy. Yeah. And then I got there and I was like, all of a sudden it's like, it's, it's pissing blind. Yeah, of course. You just like, <laughs> so you kind of have to guess where you're aiming. But anyways, I had the toilet seat down and I made no mess. Congrats, mate. Thanks. That's that's pretty astonishing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I can share it on here because it was like my wife wasn't overly impressed. I thought it was a really good. Uh, I deserved a medal for it. Yeah, frankly. Exactly. Bloody hell. Got none of it on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so what's this podcast about? If there are people out there just joining, yeah. So we're going to discuss this particular podcast. We're going to discuss the first trimester. Yeah. Um. Tricks and tips. So essentially what people are going to expect to happen within yes. the first 13 or so weeks of pregnancy. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just a few tips to, to help you get through it, I guess. And why do we do this, Dave? This whole podcast? Yeah. Uh, why do I struggle with computers every day? <laughs> <laughs> why do I? Look, I think it's just a good, um, I guess, sounding board for people that... Are new dads or going to be new dads. Yeah. And just to, um, you know, essentially let people know what to expect when um, they're going to be a dad for the first time. And it's also going to help people that are going to be a parent for, you know, a second or third time as well. Because, you know, you might pick up on a few things that yeah. you didn't actually go through the first time. So The first couple of episodes have actually been like relatively well received, at least yeah. from my mum. Um, but I've had like a couple of people sort of like um, slid into the DMs. Uh, like people I haven't seen in ages. Um, a shout out uh, to you, Luke, in particular. Um, <laughs> but people I haven't heard of for ages and they sort of like just drop in and like it's just nice to know that like we're kind of building a community. Because yep. like, most people don't talk about this. I know we go to the pub and talk about this kind of stuff. Yep. But I, like it doesn't really happen in any of my um, other friend groups. No, it would be tough. Friend if, groups. Yeah, it would be tough if you were like the only dad in your friend circle. Yeah. Are my brother was like that. Hey, because like, mm. he was the only dad for ages. And I think like it's oh, a little bit isolating. But anyways, that's why Good Call time. Me Daddy's here. Exactly, mate. That's yeah. why we're here. Alrighty. So yeah. before we kick into it, why don't we get a, a Lawson update? Yeah, go for it. I'm going to have a sip of coffee while you ask me a question. In in particular, what kind of uh, update would you like? <laughs> yeah, well... Just myself some time. Oh, let's uh, rewind it a little bit to podcast one. Mm-hmm. Lawson was two weeks old. That was probably the last time we got a, a genuine update on how he's going. You oh, yeah. said that sleep deprivation's essentially not a thing. And it's uh, <laughs> very easy. So I'd yeah. like to just see how's it been last uh, four wasn't weeks. I toxic coming out of the gates? <laughs> now, nah, actually, look, so... The, the thing is, like, I hate people being, like, doomsday prophets. Yeah. So, like, I'm very adamant not to do that. But yeah. obviously, it's a difficult task. Yeah. Do you know? So, the thing is, the sleep deprivation, no one night kills me. Like, what will happen is, like, cumulative, cumulatively, yes. I'll sort of one day I'll wake up and I'll be like, oh, you know what? I'm actually pretty wrecked. Today's a napping kind of day. Or, yeah. like, we're not going to do anything today. Most nights he's been pretty good. The other night he was a bit of a pain. Um, and it was also, like, I was a bit of a pain. So one of the things is, like, I've learned overnight time, I don't want to think. 
right? Right. There's no time for me. I wonder if my baby's crying in the background. I wonder <laughs> there's someone with him. It's not just me in the house, but I wonder if he's going to come through on the podcast. But yeah, of a nighttime, I don't want to have to think, right? Because like, I'm always just like, just mush as when I wake up. Yeah, it's like, there's no, I remember standing there just thinking like, oh, should I change him? I was like, that's not really a question. It's just like, just, just do it. Just do it. Yeah. But I was like, like, should I do it? Contemplating life. So I know not to do that. But the, uh, the other night he, uh, woke up, had a feed. Renee's pretty tired and she had work the next day. So like, um, I did the whole burp and change routine and like, I went to change him and I was like, Oh yes. Only one tiny little shot. I've got to waste Scott free. It's going to be like two seconds. Lift his leg up, and on the first wipe, he just pees all over himself. Yeah, okay. And I managed to get the pee away from his clothes. So I was like, "Yes, like his little, um, his little onesie's fine. I can just, I don't have to take that off because I'd zip from the bottom to the top. And like, for anyone out there who's looking after kids, zipping from the bottom to the top, like that's a gamble, right? And so anyway, <laughs> anyways, I do that. So I was like, "Oh, this is all." So you mean you mean zipping it up, bottom to top? Yeah. So like, and when zipping you're zipping down, like off. Yeah. Top down. Gotcha. So if you go, yeah, if you yeah, zip yeah. like on the onesie from the top to the bottom, yeah, yeah, yeah. that opens like a book, right? Yes, and then yeah. if something goes wrong, it's quite easy to get them out. But if you, yeah. z- the, they've got like a double zip, right? So if you zip from the bottom to the top, yeah, gotcha. right? And things go a bit like crazy. You generally have to put them back into their like shitty onesie to yeah, then take it off. Gotcha. So I don't actually like it, but for whatever reason. But I prefer it for access reasons, zipping top to bottom. Yes. Because then you can just take the onesie out from underneath them. Yes, it's still wrapped around their like neck and arms. Yes. But I don't know, for access reasons for changing, I find it easier. Yeah, but then if you like then if I, I get what you're <laughs> saying, definitely you have to pull it <laughs> yeah. over the head and it's a challenge. Yeah. But anyway, so I know like are you it was probably you in the back of my mind at midnight. Um and I was like, oh well I'll do that. So anyways I did and he started peeing. I managed to sort of get away. He didn't pee on anything. And then after that, um he yeah, I put the nappy on. I'm like, yes, I've gotten away with this. I'm getting back in bed in two seconds. He just does the biggest spew. Spews oh, over no. everything. Because I've like pushed everything up that side to miss the pee. He just spews over everything. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, what do I do? So then as I do that, I go and put him in a new pair of clothes. And then he does like the wettest diarrhea shit ever. And I'm like, oh, no. And then I looked at Renee. <laughs> like I did the thing where I'm thinking, he's like, should I change him? Or is he going to be okay? And I was like, <laughs> he's not going to be okay. Like if I don't do this, it's coming out the sides of, of that nappy. And so put like take that off, put the third nappy on, and then get him into his onesie. By this stage, he's ready to go. He's ready for the new day. Doesn't matter that it's like the middle of the night. He's just oh, right. wide he's awake. awake. Yeah. And he's starting to fuss. So I take him like in our spare room. We've got like a rocking chair. So I'm like rocking him, and he's just like staring me, staring at me. Like it just took me so long to get him to sleep. Oh, I don't remember any of that. Honestly, <laughs> I think it's like a defense mechanism. Yeah, I don't. You just look, forget all of that. I don't remember what happened two weeks ago. I've got to be honest yeah. with you. Like, the, that only happened like two nights ago, so I remember it. Yeah. And it didn't kill me. It was just like, it's more sort of like a funny story. What I remember about the newborn stage was literally walking my house with Maeve in my arms for hours trying to get her to sleep. Oh. Like, she wouldn't sleep lying down. Like, I couldn't sit down or lie down with yeah. her. But she had to have the contact. Yeah. So I had to be standing. I just remember watching the time go by. It was 2 a.m., 3 yep. a.m. And I'm just doing laps of the house. Yeah. Oh, terrible. <laughs> but I've done it. that. I've had to get up and go for a walk. Our rocking chair works pretty good. Yeah. Because like, okay. he doesn't like it if you just sit there. Yeah. Right. Um, I don't, did you ever have a rocking chair? No, we didn't. No. Yeah. We I do reckon. Actually, that's, that's like a free dad hack for anyone out there. Like, I do recommend the rocking chair. Yeah. Um, They're expensive though. Yeah. I Brand mean, new-y. Yeah. Look, I, we got a white one from Marketplace. At yeah, least it okay. was... It was like moderately soiled yeah. <laughs> and I got the, uh, the Bissell carpet cleaner out onto it and just like left out in the sun for a while. And nice. then it's just got like a sheepskin over the top of it. So it like doesn't, you can't see it, but it, like, honestly, it's changed our life. And we did that like relatively on a budget. Um, but I do have one other story that is definitely destined for the podcast. If you don't mind, get it. Get it. Yeah. Um, once again, middle of the night, nappy changing, right? The setup was the same. Like, I always get lulled into this false sense of security. Like, I take the nappy off. I was like, oh, this is an easy one. Because, like, you know, sometimes you got to, like, scrub for ages. Yeah, And it's just everywhere. Anyways, another one. And I was like, oh, brilliant. This is going to be a two-second jobby here. Anyways, lift him up. And all I hear is... (laughs) 
and he, he's managed to sort of like projectile poop, right? Yep. But I've got him on the bed, so he's like sort of below my waist height, and I just like sort of do the, like I just do a jump to the side. Yeah. And like this little shard of poop just sort of nutties me and lands on the ground, <laughs> and part of it's like hit the side of the uh, <laughs> the bed, and Renee like had gotten up to go to the bathroom or whatever, and I was like, Renee, come help me. Um, and like, she's like, I can hear the panic in your voice. What's going on? So she comes and cleans up what's on the floor. And then she's like helping me. I was like, let's get this sorted. So I stand to like the side of baby and, um, Renee sort of like cleaning up and like he lifts his legs up and then I go to put the nappy on and I don't know how I've exactly done it, but it's basically ended up that I've had one hand cupped just South of his ring piece. Yep. Right. <laughs> he does it again. Next minute, I'm holding some of his poop in my hand. Oh, no. It's just poop straight in my hand. <laughs> and it's so warm. It's the warmest thing ever. Do you know what I just thought of? Sorry. Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. Our poor kids. These podcasts are going to be around <laughs> for decades. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Uh, look, to be honest with you, I, I'll just indict myself and say I've done worse as like an 18-year-old yeah, after yeah, a night true. at the pub. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Look, I mean, he did. Like, it wasn't his fault. I had I had my hand in the wrong area, and I was like, "I was like, I'm gonna go clean this up." I think every new dad's got a story like that. Yeah, either dodging, yes, or copping, yeah, a bit of poo. Oh, dude! And the thing is, because I remember a new dad telling this story, and I was like, so high and mighty. I was like, "No, I'm I've got super reflexes. No way that had ever happened. I'm so responsible." <laughs> Literally happened like two days after that that yeah. thought, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm just like everyone else." <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, let's get stuck in. So, yeah, go on. What are we talking about? Well, first trimester. So this is sort of following on from the the previous whole sort of like trying to get pregnant, right? Yeah. So okay. you found out you're pregnant. Yep. And let's let's explain the the trimesters first. So you've got three of them. Yes. Right? So forty weeks is pretty much your entire pregnancy, and that's divided yes. up into three trimesters. Yeah, quick math. You're the engineer, so what's the math? Roughly 13 weeks per (laughs) try, right? I don't know which one's 14 weeks. Do you know what annoys me, right? You say like gestation period is like 40 weeks, right? That's a very specific time. And there was like, if you're one day over, you're like 40 plus one. And you're Mm. like, oh, you're overdue. And yet they split 40 up into three and you get roughly 13 (laughs) weeks. Okay. And not only is it like roughly 13 weeks. So you get what? You get 13 weeks, two days and a third? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, nice. Which is ridiculous, right? And then what you like to take it a step further is like, well, what's the first day? Because yeah, even though you know in your head that it was your sneaky birthday present and that's the conception <laughs> yeah. day, right? It's not actually because what they look at it is the day of your, the last period. Correct. That your wife The had. last day of your last period. Is it the last day of your last period or is it the first day of your last period? I thought it was the last day. I thought it was the first day. First day. It's yeah. the first day, John. Is it the first day? <laughs> yeah, it is. Yes. Yeah. I am the period yeah, king. Yeah, of course it's going to be the first day because every woman's period length is a bit different. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So they try and standardize it, but the fact of the matter is it's like, it's a little bit loose. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And then they work off your due date based off 40 weeks from that day or nine months from that day. Yes. Plus seven days. Yeah. Nine months plus seven. Is nine months exactly 40 weeks? Because that's going to annoy me too. No, I doubt it. That's why yeah. the plus seven, I think. There's not a lot of certainty in this whole process, is there? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> it pays to remember, to remember that. Um, but yeah, anyways, so a lot of... Well, my wife anyways, Renee, I've sh- given Flo a shout out before, but that yep. is the period tracking app. So like it made it pretty easy for us to be able to have that discussion and, and know what was going on. I think if your partner's having uh, like irregular periods, like if they've just come off the pill, it's probably a little bit more difficult. Yeah, um, definitely. But the sonographer and the obstetrician and the yeah. midwife, whatever, they, they basically work out whatever they want. Yeah, usually around the eight-week mark, you're going for your first scan. Yeah. And that's essentially your dating scan, they call it. So it's yeah. to find out what the length of the baby is and then they have some sort of algorithm in their program to determine what your due date is based on the length uh, and then yeah, they yeah, tee yeah. that up with what your estimate first day of your last period was yeah right and then they work out your due date from that okay so yeah, if, yeah. if your I last yeah so if your first day of your last period plus nine months yeah. and seven days if that date is pretty close to what the yeah. length of the baby is and the algorithm's telling them they'll keep it as that but then if it's if it's well off they'll yeah. go off the the dating scan 
Dude, do you know, this is a little bit off topic, but you know what I'd really love to hear about, like for any listeners out there, like maybe that listener from Ghana, shout out to that person. <laughs> I hope this is uh, relatable for you out in Ghana, but um, has anybody not known that they've been pregnant for like an extended period of time? So they miss that like eight week scan. Yeah, Bree's about... got plenty of those stories. No. Yeah. I want to hear it like from a, like, cause I know like Bree's a midwife, right? So like, I'm sure she had, like she comes across people and they have to, you, has she ever told you what they do in order to date the baby if they've gone past that? I suppose they just have to do it by size. No, just, cause she's birth ready. They're usually coming in. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. So like what people just come in just like, oh, I didn't know I was pregnant. They're like, I've just got like abdominal pain. Yeah. Some people have babies on the <sighs> bathroom or in the bathroom. <laughs> Not knowing. I want to hear from someone. I don't understand how that happens. Yeah, they must hide it really well. Well, judging by how much my wife complained during pregnancy, like they must just be like absolute (laughs) troopers. These people, or just in general, they always feel like shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, 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 that could be it. Yeah. Oh wow. I mean, it's honestly an amazing thing. I'd love to hear from someone if that's ever happened. But yeah. Anyways, so um, Renee had been tracking her period, so we sort of had like a, a good idea as to when our starting date was. Um, but the other thing that sort of like, uh, began to change was mood. Yes. Very much so. Now we can be like a little bit tongue in cheek here as the lads tend to be. Um, but the fact of the matter is like the, even from coming off the pill, so the pills, there are variants of it. Some of the, some are estrogen, uh, it was either estrogen, progesterone or, or one. And like, that's messing with your hormones. And like, as a bloke, uh, we kind of like made a joke about this the other day when we were talking about like the male pill and you're like, I'll take it. I'll take it if there's no side effects. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but like, th- there's a large range of side effects because they're me- like messing with hormones, right? Yeah. And then you, like, just in your words, what would you say hormones are? Because people say that word all the time, like it, on your TikTok algorithm, like every time you see like that fitness influencer, they're always like, oh, yes, you've got to be careful about your hormones and all that kind of stuff. You're like, what is that? You're, you're testing me here because I've done biology plenty of times, so I should know. Yeah. But just essentially, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be anything. It's just... They're messages from the brain, right? Yes. And they're controlling your bodily yeah. functions, essentially. Yeah. yeah. So in a very broad sense, you've got like two different messenger systems, if you want to think about your nervous system, right? So that's like, you know, the nerves, obviously. Yeah. That's why it's called the nervous system. Um, and that will sort of like make an electrical impulse go to your muscles or whatever. But then you also have a chemical system and that's the hormonal system. So it's essentially molecules of different types that have different jobs and their volumes affect have an end side effect. So say for instance, dopamine, that's a great one, right? Yeah. So your brain releases dopamine and then that's the feel good drug. Yeah. Okay. Oxytocin, right? Oxytocin is also a feel good drug. It ha- it's released when you hug, when you do some other things as well. And also it's the reason why you go into contractions, right? Now you have hormones that are like sex related and that's estrogen, progesterone as well for females and testosterone, testosterone for testosterone, testosterone <laughs> for men. Um, but when you go into, well, when, once you become pregnant, like you get a surge of hormones. hormonal storm. You yeah. Might, might, um, and in our notes, what did I write it down as in our notes? Hormonal storm and why your wife's a bitch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, which you're, pretty, joke, you're pretty accurate there though, mate. Yeah, yeah like, uh, did you, did Brie get like a bit, uh, should we call it eggy? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, at times. And I think um, like those hormones also play um, around with their smell and taste and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. So like, supposedly I was always stinky. True, <laughs> yeah. really. But like, it was only for that trimester. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, so... Like, so it's just definitely not your fault. Ernest. Not my fault at <laughs> all. <laughs> uh, look, I can vouch for you. We're in a very clo- like a very small closed room. And you farted. Mm-hmm. And I haven't smelled anything yet. And it's 30 degrees and 95% humidity. It's basically a sauna. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, obviously they experience all these different hormones that are affecting them and... Yeah, it's a tough time to get through as Do you know the, as the man. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I was about to say? Another tough thing for a bloke. So my wife did the same thing, right? So she gets like, already she has an acute sense of smell, right? right. Yeah. Like it's very good. To, and like, I'll actually pay that because like, I, she's not being silly because there's been times she's like smelt things way before I have. Yeah. And I've had, like, I can't, nothing jumps to mind. But she used to do that all the time. And then she'd be like, oh, what's that smell? And then she'd look at me as if like, you know, I would know the answer, but I can't smell it yet. Yeah. So that's like a blind man reading a book, right? So I've got, I don't know where I am, right? And then she's like looking at me and then the it, 
the implication is that like I find out what the smell is that she's smelling. And so I'm walking around the house trying to find out a smell that I don't smell. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> and then she would like, you would be like, oh, I don't, I can't smell anything. There's nothing. And that's not a suitable answer. No, not yeah. at all. You're in trouble. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it was me, darling. I'm sorry. Yes. Oh, <laughs> that's yeah, the correct yeah. answer there, mate. So, yeah, suggest a lie. Just be like, oh, yeah, I smell it too. It was the bin. I've taken it out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, yeah, it's a fun time to get through. Definitely. I have to say, like, our wives also listen to this podcast. Like, they, like my wife yeah. actually runs the Instagram for this podcast. So, um, all the shade we throw away definitely comes back just Oh, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why yeah. I'm pulling punches right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Love it. If I've got a lisp one time, it's because she's, like, knocked a tooth out because I've said the wrong thing. <laughs> uh, okay, where are we? We've gotten off track. I think um, let's move into keeping healthy oh yeah this is a big thing big mm. thing keep them healthy so are you are you thinking keeping yourself happy here or keeping nah because the thing is like the in my opinion anyways like what you do for yourself like it's you're building a, a house a household norm yeah do you know what i mean like you know when you go to your mate's house right and like i don't know they just do something different they have dinner at seven o'clock and you have it at five o'clock all right and you go bloody hell it's light i'm <laughs> hungry Okay, but they don't seem to be bothered just because, like, that's just their norm, their yeah, routine's of built yeah. off that. And that extends, like, from a psychological point of view, into a whole range of different things, right? And, like, for one of the things is just, like, attitude towards, like, exercise or general nutrition and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Or whether you love a cheeky lung lolly and you smoke in the <laughs> lounge room. Um, but, yeah, like, these are the kind of things. So, like, um, I'm definitely, because no one's perfect, right? I'll tell you about the things that I did to, to just improve the environment. Yeah, So of this is admittedly before first trimester, but um, before Renee and I were um, like properly dating, like I would just delete a durry. Yeah. Like an analog durry, not a vape. <laughs> I never got into vapes, but like the- An analog an, durry. An, yeah. I've never heard that. <laughs> the, That's yeah, great. analog durry. <laughs> um, I could just pack one down. And I could, it's like anyone, I could start it when you're like 18 and you think you're cool and you go out and like yeah, just go course. drinking and you buy a pack because you're there like in smokers. And then anyways, I'd have the pack in the house and then all of a sudden the pack's not in the house anymore because I've basically just like swallowed the whole thing yeah. during the week. Um and so, yeah, like, I don't know, embarrassingly, I did smoke for a bit. Um, sorry, mum, I don't know if you knew that. You must have known that. I was living at home. I would have smelled like yeah, crap. Of course. But anyways, yeah, so I did. So I stopped that rubbish. Um, and I do, like, you know, don't want to be on a high horse. I know it's an addiction and stuff like that. But obviously for, like, baby's environment, you have to minimise that. Do you know what? We actually, so Renee's brother smokes. We actually asked him not to, like, smoke around oh, really? the baby or anything yeah, like okay. that. Which I don't know if that's like a bit uh, brazen. No, I think that's a good a good boundary to set. Yeah, yeah and like, definitely. We just don't have smoking in our house. Like yeah. I know it feels a bit rude if you've like you know you've got family that smoke. And we're like, oh, why don't you go stand out on the front lawn? No, I think um, that's acceptable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Particularly these days, I like, can vapes and stuff like that too. Like yeah. just keep the vapes a weird one because like the evidence is generally shown, particularly with vitamin E, like that they're using it like it's really bad for your lungs. But, yeah, right. You know okay. because it's sort of foundational the law hasn't caught up to it yet yeah, like there's not a lot of like uh, you can definitely see it's it. moving in that direction yeah 100%. yeah so i just basically say nah to both of those like yeah but i think the- most people most people would totally understand that if they are a smoker yeah i've never met a smoker that doesn't yeah go outside you know yeah. and away from everyone do people still smoke in houses nah big no Surely unless it's not. their own house maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I don't like imagine just going to someone someone else's house and just lighting it up in the. In I was like lounge. when I went to America back in 2011 with yeah. my family on a family holiday. Yeah, like they were still smoking in the casinos. Oh, it was just so crazy. Weird. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, actually, it was 20- just such a cultural shock. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I'd forgotten about this, but in 2012, I went back to South Africa for a holiday um, and I was in a bar and people were just like darting in the bar. And I was like, this is crazy. Yeah, no thanks. Um, admittedly, I leveraged that because it was in a time frame <laughs> which I quite you enjoyed. Loved it, it. So, um, yeah. You thought about moving back. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's it. But well, they probably don't do that anymore. But anyhow, um, so yeah, like, what else? What are the other major vices that people. What about alcohol? This is an interesting one. Alcohol, yeah. So that's a bit of a debate, isn't it? Whether you should yeah. go without for nine months. I know a few partners would not expect it, but ask yeah. that of their, of their Look, partner. 
the the risk is uh, uh, fetal alcohol syndrome, right? That's actually in my uh, my family. Yeah. Um, and you've got a like it's not a it's no sort of joke that particular one. So like I'm actually like if people just put the full on embargo, I'm just like nope, not at all, because that's what the like from my understanding is just the reading the different stuff that I have. You're online. talking about the the pregnant mum not drinking. Yes. Yeah, yeah, of course. Mums. Yeah, yeah. Um, so like, but I am aware of people that also will just have like. A sip of wine, or yeah, like a red wine and stuff like that. And the reason I bring this up because, like, you know, obviously this isn't a, a advice by any means, but it's just an interesting observation because, like, some of the older generation, like, you know, my wife would not be drinking or whatever, or she'd be like, "Oh, I'm dying for a wine," and they'd be like, "Why don't you just have, yeah, just have a sip? Why have a sip?" <laughs> like, that's exactly what they're saying. You're like, "Oh, it's so weird." Like, that's a huge thing about like the generational differences. So that, like, yeah. this is why I kind of wanted to bring it up because, like. You know, I by no means like advocating <laughs> drinking alcohol yeah. while you're pregnant, but like there are a lot, like there are huge differences in how things were before. Yeah, and we've had some pretty big conversations around this off off air. Yeah, about the generational differences, and I don't want to go off on too big of a tangent here. Yeah, but I think it's just due to the information we have now. Oh, like 100%. we are bombarded with info. Yeah. So do you reckon we've gone too far? Uh, yeah, I do. Mm. Not with alcohol. No, no, no. I'll, I'll definitely not with alcohol. I'll make no. that clear. Like, if you're getting, like, you know, I just, look, have a sip. Do what you want, by the way. It doesn't matter. But I don't, like, I'm aligned from the healthcare perspective in my life. No alcohol. Yeah, of course. Right? Yeah. What did my wife do? I think she had a sip or two here for taste's sake. Yeah. Right? In that case, the alcohol level in other foods that she had that aren't, like, alcohol drinks yeah. probably equated to what she did. So, I was never really fussed and I didn't yeah. really tell her what and to do. And there's non-alcoholic options as well. Hell yeah. Like mocktails, alcohol-free wine, that sort of thing. That Alcohol-free beer. It's like my favorite thing. Really? It's weird. Yeah, I love it. Yuck. Got a fridge full of it. It's so good, <laughs> especially when I'm being fit. But anyways, we'll come back to that. What we were saying. When's that? Hey, when are you being fit? <laughs> Got him. Uh, ever since we set goals, we'll come back to that too. Yep. But um, yeah, so like there, we I do believe we've gone a little bit f- like far with some things. So yeah. one of the big things is like sterilizing. Okay, so yeah, big time. We sterilize everything. Uh, I say we. I mean, like the consensus is to sterilize everything. And I just I asked the midwife when we saw her later. I was like, why? And like she sort of posited that it like you know from the times gone past you know things weren't as good quality yeah you know like that book factfulness by the way which is an awesome book a good recommendation yeah right um is all about like that we i'll just double check that's the book i am thinking of but yeah factfulness is like sort of all about like how we're in the best like the world is in the best it's ever been right right? you always get told it's not but it's the best it's ever been and what i mean by that is like the the water quality quality, way better at least for us here like so my like i was about to pick on one of the other unusual countries that listen to (laughs) the podcast um new mexico maybe or something i don't know what their water treatment system's like so i get it if people are boiling that water but do you, when, like, if you make formula or whatever for your baby, like, I know you didn't do it too much. <clears throat> we do it every so often. Did you boil the water? Um, yes, we did. But we, we didn't use formula for long at all. Might have yeah. been like two weeks. But we had frozen breast milk that we'd then heat up. Yeah. Uh, or defrost. Yeah. Okay. So we sort of had to use yeah. boiling water. Yeah. But I still would have anyway, I think, just yeah. to be safe. Yeah, look, and- <laughs> well, here's another point, right? Boil the water, you don't have the time because my kid goes from zero to 100, right? Yeah, of course. You're like a sleep, beautiful, like ethereal little being, yeah. right? So cute. <laughs> and then you'll wake up and it's just straight into 10 out of 10 screaming. Yeah. Right? And you're like, oh, God. And you're trying to like, you know, you boil the water and you can't feed that to him. So like we actually sometimes would put cold water in there. Yeah, right. And like... Yeah, yeah. Don't know but yeah, it really doesn't matter. Like, I yeah. mean, we're drinking that water, and also the other thing is too. Like, you don't want to wrap the baby in cotton wool. Like, this is a great like post-COVID conversation, right? Yeah. You can get real conspiracy about this. But like at the same rate, like you have to interact with your environment, and we have bugs that live inside of us and on us, and they yeah. work with us. Yeah. It's just when they start to get out of balance that they end up being a problem. So I'm actually like not overly fussed about that. Yeah. Like another example that I did recently is like my kid's got a favorite bottle. And like the favorite bottle wasn't clean, so I just washed it out and just use it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. At that point, I put breast milk into it, but like it, it had breast milk in yeah. it as so well. Yeah, so you didn't sanitize it or anything. It was just <laughs> a wash, which I'm sure is perfectly fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I wonder if we're gonna get cancelled from big sanitizer must, energy. Yeah, big time. Tommy Tippy's gonna be at my door, but oi, oi, mate, come on. You're costing me money. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, right. my Tommy Tippy sterilizer is great. I uh, like the Tommy Tippy uh, bottle warmer. Now that's good. 
Because the times are 40. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was, time. like, gifted, like, a Phillips uh, event one or whatever, yeah, which right. is okay. And yeah, okay. I, But, like, that one needs... You need to keep an eye on that one. Yeah, I don't know if okay. it's just a specific one I was gifted that that isn't working as it should anymore. Yeah, right. okay. But the t- you reckon the Tommy Tippy one's good? Yeah, right. I liked it. Yeah, and look, just because this is, like, non-sponsored, I'm going to throw some shade Tommy Tippy's way. Really? Yeah. That bin is shit. It's terrible. The one, uh, yeah. I can't remember what, exactly what it's called, but I'm sure people like yeah, ask ask your wife. I lights, think everyone knows the because she's looking. Yeah, because yeah. like if you go into, there's like a pallet just covered. <laughs> that was my cat. That was your cat. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there's a pallet in um, baby bunting that is just Tommy Tippy bins, and it's like this really great idea. We've come up with the idea. Well done. But it's essentially like this bag, like a big sausage bag, and then you have to put the you, you put your nappy into it. Yeah, oh, right, you put the bin right, liner yeah, yeah. as the sausage bag. You put your nappy into it and you twist it. And it basically compartmentalizes all the nappies. Yeah. And like when I first, because you had it at first, yeah. right? When I first saw you with that, I was like, this is ingenious. Because yeah. I was expecting the nappies to stink real bad. But they don't, like, at least in my case, the nappies don't stink that bad at the moment. No. Um, so I was the exact same as you. My brother had it. I was like, that's uh, genius. Yes. And I don't want my house stinking like shit. Yes. So I'm yeah. going to buy this thing. And I used it for probably the first two months yeah and I would still be using it now yeah because it does stop some of the stench right but okay the liners are ridiculously expensive are they like ridiculous so someone gifted us a box of refills and like I would gladly sell them to you yeah right (laughs) no I'd gladly give them to you like I just have to run that past Renee but the problem this is my problem right in order to get it past the tines, like the little fingers that are in there that allow the grip yeah, to gotcha. spin it, you yeah. have to forcibly push the nappy yes. past that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And like that's a surefire way to get shit on your fingers. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad. Yeah. And the thing is like, I don't want to stick my hand into a bin. No, I'd be so, so much happier I actually, just to- Sorry. I actually think that's the purpose of the lid. So yeah. You, and then you put you the ha- nappy in, you close the lid. It pushes it down. You open the lid back up. You twist it. So you're saying it's a user error and I've just thrown shade at Tommy Tippy for no reason. Oh, it's still not efficient. (laughs) Because the thing is when you do close the top, it just like squashes it. And if it hasn't gone past the little tines where the the fingers were like... If you look inside, you'll know what I'm talking about. It's kind of hard to explain. Uh, But like if it doesn't go past the area where it twists, you end up just twisting through and squeezing more poo out of the nappy. It's not an efficient (laughs) system. It's just way easier. If you want to put it in like one of those scented bags, I'm all about that and drop it in. But anyways. So if Tommy Tippy wants to sponsor us, we're all around that bin. We love it. Don't we, Tom? Oh, Tom. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I'll change my name to Tom if I get paid by them. I'll do anything. I'll, I'll oh, redact this whole part. I'll be like, yeah, it's the best thing ever. I love yeah. poo with my fingers. <laughs> it's my favorite. All right. So getting back to keeping healthy. So is there anything else you changed around the house? Obviously, you weren't smoking at the time. Yeah. Um, did you drink during the nine months? Did you support Renee in not drinking or was that a conversation you had and it wasn't an so, issue? So we had a conversation and um, the suggestion that came from my wife is that it would be prudent for me to leverage the The opportunity the nine months of a designated driver and i drank so much more (laughs) than i usually do because every single like because it's like at our age it's pretty much wedding season right so every wedding i went to heaps of drinks because she drove and the thing is like sometimes she felt unwell as well so like a little bit sick and like you'd think i'd be kind and be like i don't worry love i'll drive um (laughs) and it would often start like that be like oh don't worry i won't have anything and i like have two beers and then she's she looks like she's having a good time i was like do you mind if i just have like another 48 (laughs) so funnily enough in Renee's pregnancy, I put weight on too. Yeah, crazy that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just from being like a little gluttonous pig. Yeah, because dumb. I, yeah. And like, I, I did have the conversation because like I, I was, we were like, we were sort of finishing our triathlon phase uh, going into when Renee got pregnant and I kind of would have been happy to stay on the non-alcoholics and just like do whatever. And like, I think, I don't know, if, if you were somebody who um, like really, really drinks heaps, I probably wouldn't do that because you like the... If Renee was sick, I wouldn't want to be um, like hungover. You know? Yeah, like you've got of stuff to do. Yeah, particularly if you've got kids already. Like, I don't so, really drink now because of you know. Speaking about Renee being sick, that's yes. probably the biggest thing about trimester one, isn't it? Yes. Probably the hardest part yeah. is morning sickness. I'll let you um, try and pronounce the technical term for it. 
Well, <laughs> the technical term that we've written down that's hard to say isn't just general morning sickness, right? Morning sickness does occur, right? And it can just be like relatively normal people feeling well, they can spew, all that kind of stuff. But you do also get something called hyperemesis gravidarum, okay, which is... it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, do you know who had hyperemesis gravidarum, according to the newspapers? Um, Kate, the... What, do you, what would you be? Princess. Princess, uh, yeah, princess? princess Kate, is yeah, that what you call yeah, it? Yeah. Princess I Catherine. So. I don't know, I'm not like a... I'm really not a royalist, I don't really William's care about William's wife, Kate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. Wills and Kate. Yeah, Apparently you. she had it at some point and like, you know, it'd be pretty... It's pretty debilitating. Like, Renee, like, um, she was okay. She had heaps of nausea. So, sorry, I might be confused. Is this different to morning sickness? Yeah, hyperemesis gravidarum is like debilitating. Okay, okay. Gotcha. And like, to be fair, it's relatively debilitating... Uh, like all the time, yeah. but like hyper, obviously we know what the word hyper means, like yeah. extreme. Yeah. Emesis, emesis is the technical term for vomiting. Right. Uh, and gravidarum, I think is like a, I believe it means female. It's like a, or, or something along that lines. It's like a Latin root to, to mean the, you know, the female. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like you're basically all pregnancy or something like that. I'll have to double check, but either way. So it's like when you're real, like, like crook. Yeah. Real crook. All the time. And some people are like, thank God. Like <clears throat> we, we weren't like that. Yeah. Like Renee was a bit sick. And so like, we just got the right medications for it. And like you, you take the medications prophylactically, like Renee would be, if she hadn't eaten, that's when it got really bad. Yeah. Okay. Um, I remember, actually I remember your wife just having like half an orange all the time. Yeah. Literally snacking constantly. Cause she couldn't keep anything down. Oh, that's so she had a pretty bad. I wouldn't say it was this particular, uh, <laughs> sickness. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not yeah. even going to bother trying to pronounce it. Give, give it a run. Just go. Don't think about it. Hyperemesis gravidarum. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Nailed it. So I don't think it was that. Yeah. Um, I think it was just like typical morning sickness, but it wasn't yeah. in the morning. It was all throughout the day. Oh, this is the other thing too. That's a dirty lie. Morning it sickness is a, is is a, a dirty lie. lie. Yeah. I know. And I, sort and of I think like... you're right though. I think it's based on like, if you haven't been eating, it's worse. Yeah. So typically people will get yes. it in the morning because they've got empty stomachs. Yeah. yeah. I, look, that's probably where it comes from. But like, I know Renee spewed it like, you know, at late in the evening too, because of it. Right. It's yeah, just like a general time. malaise or like a bad, like you're feeling unwell. Uh, or feeling nauseous. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, uh, actually, shout out to your wife who's an absolute trooper. So, like, we, Renee and I were talking about this the other day because, um, like, it's quite... Like, even if you don't have hyperemesis gravidarum and you just have morning sickness and you're unwell, it's, like, it's kind of debilitating. And, like, yeah. like for me, I am, like, the, wor- the worst kind of sickness is feeling nauseous. Yeah. Like, I'll just go do, like... like a chunda, I'll make myself do it because really? I just hate the feeling of feeling nauseous. I can't. You can't? Vomit. No. No gag Unless reflex? it's really bad alcohol poisoning, I can't do it. <laughs> so, oh, I've, I've done it once with gastro. Yeah. But I'll just suffer through the nausea. Oh, no. Yeah, it's the worst. I hate it. It's, I don't know. It's like um, I get real David Goggins about it. Yeah. Right. It's like, <laughs> I was like, the hard road becomes easy and yeah. the easy road becomes hard. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. if I don't make myself do it, then I'm just going to feel like this for ages or like, you know, at least I get like momentary. See, I just like the pain. So I just go <laughs> through it, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's very masochistic. Well done. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so like Renee would feel like just awful and like at times she'd just be, you know, just wanting to curl up in a ball and yeah. just hugging her on Danzatron medication. Yeah. I think one of the biggest tips is obviously when you find out you're pregnant, you book in to the oh, GP, yes. right? Yeah. Because you want to confirm the pregnancy and whatnot. Yeah. Get your um, prescriptions then yeah. for your over-the-counter anti-nausea drugs. Even if you're not experiencing anything yet, just get them as a yeah. precautionary thing because um, there's nothing worse than being caught out without it. Oh yeah, big yeah. time! Like that time my wife was in the back of your car and just had a banana and spewed it back That's up. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but sorry, why, why saying your wife was a trooper? Is because like when Renee was like unwell, we were talking about that like story that Brie, I hope this, I'm not oversharing, but like Brie was like driving to yeah. work and to pull over to have like a spew on her way to work in the healthcare sector yeah. where you see all sorts of bits and bobs. And I was uh, like, I like how you legalize that by saying she pulled over. <laughs> <laughs> she did, didn't she? Yeah, of course. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's classic. But yeah, so obviously staying on top of because there are medications like what well, you know there are natural things you can do so like ginger and herbal teas and stuff like that are yeah, supposedly right. good for it. Uh, <clears throat> I have no problem just taking medication for nausea. No, not like, at all. Yeah, on Danzatron and metoclopramide are like are quite well used. Metoclopramide's 
Uh, like if you look at the evidence and stuff and the way that you get prescribed it from a GP, it's like all just put like orally taken. So yep. it's like relatively safe dosages. There are things like if you're in hospital, they give it to you IV. There are things that, you know, you have to be aware of. And obviously that's what your healthcare professional do. But for the most part, they're very well utilized. They're really old drugs. People understand them fairly well. So yeah, like, awesome. it's not like, oh, like Renee didn't experience any side effects from hers. I think um, Brie also rated rest of it. I think that's the right one. You take yeah. it before bed yep. and essentially it would make you drowsy, which is good. But then in the morning, it was like a slow ah. acting one. And then in the morning, you wouldn't actually experience. Yeah, sickness. right. Yeah, because yeah. there are some like antiemetics and stuff that have those kind of effects on you. Yeah, right. I don't know whether like they're deliberately designed to be like, if the, the, some of them are like even like allergy pills and stuff like that. Like Phenergan's an allergy pill, but that little, like that'll put you to sleep too. Yeah, big time. But yeah. But anyways, like um, don't listen to two podcasters about what medications today. Go and see the GP and have them decide. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so morning sickness, that's, yeah, preempting, that's it, and diet and sleep, because there's, like, we kind of said this before, like, if you, oh, I used to have up and goes ready for Renee, because oh, yeah. I get up earlier than her, I'd just go get her an up and go, yeah. and kind of wake her up with one of those, Yeah. because that would sort of, like, you know. Yeah, or you could go, like, a sustagen or yeah. some sort of shake like that, yeah. I, are you saying, like, up and go is not healthy enough? <laughs> no, I'm thinking about our, uh, Garnesian. Oh, yeah. You know, they uh, might yeah, not have up and goes over there, you know. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fair enough. Or that one Argentinian guy that's yeah, exactly. listening as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whatever the uh, Argentinian variant of up and go is. Yeah, yeah. Um, by the way, we appreciate you. Um, Big time. Argentinian man. <laughs> well, honestly, like, um, this is only like the third episode that will come out or whatever, but I look, I look at the stats. And, I you know, love it. After this episode, we actually get like more robust stats. Oh, right. like how many people download. There you go. Um, and I'll take this time to say like, if you're enjoying this, definitely do us a favor, right? So we do this trying to like build a community of like, of blokes a bit of a support network someone that you can talk to like when you're doing something that is essentially like quite challenging in your life and if you want to sort of help us out to do that to, to grow that definitely definitely yeah definitely give us a, <laughs> a like and subscribe and i say like and subscribe like this is a youtube channel what you actually need to do is just rate us potentially leave a review or tell someone yeah i love like, that if you're getting any benefit from this pretty much all we ask from you yeah. is to tell someone else about it. Yeah. Who you think would benefit from it. Yeah. That'd be great. Or if you're Tommy Tippy, give us heaps of money. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've burned that bridge, mate. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who's like Tommy Tippy's like, uh, like exact competitor? Which yeah, got them like, exactly. we've done the hard work for you. We've destroyed them. <laughs> uh, classic. Oh, love it. All right. So I guess other things that you're going to go through with trimester one is... Oh. Yeah. The whole food debacle. That's yes. going to be brand new if you um, haven't been pregnant before and what you can and can't eat. When yeah. I say you, I mean, you know, your partner. So Renee and I have like pretty like strong opinions for ourselves about this, right? And I actually want to shout out to a different podcast. Uh, I believe it's Beyond the Bump. Okay. Right. I will come back and edit this if it's not. But Renee and I listened to, so she listened to that uh, podcast, which is a good podcast. You should listen to it or your wife would probably listen to it already. Um, but they had an obstetrician on to talk about why people are food avoidant, right? Because one of the, like a friend of mine actually said to me, it's like, it's a very Westernized thing to avoid things like sushi, right? Because I'm pretty sure people who eat sushi is a, a staple in their diet. They're not just not eating anymore. Yeah, true. So then not avoiding that people that routinely eat sashimi probably still eats sashimi. Yeah, definitely. Right. That's and a very good point. It's a, yeah. Yes. And it made me definitely think. So when I was listening to this particular podcast, they had the obstetrician on that was saying like, okay, so the main problem that you're trying to avoid, right, is, uh, oh, I was about to say Legionella, but it's not, it's uh, Listeria. Yeah. Right. And Dave, who do you know that's had Listeria? Cr- I, yeah. Crickets, mate. Crickets. Crickets, right? And I'm not saying like just eat potting soil, okay? Because <laughs> that's not a good idea. But in having said that, there are the whole sort of consensus around it is like try and avoid things that you'd avoid normally for sake of not wanting to get food poisoning, yeah. right? No eating ham out of the bin, right? <laughs> things like that. Because like the, the general rule, like let's just run through them. What are the general rules that you hear everybody say? So avoid processed food. Yeah, processed meat especially. Yep. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Processed meat. Uh, soft cheeses. Soft cheeses. Yeah. Soft serves. Soft serves. Yeah. Sushi, Sushi. as you mentioned. Yep. Uh, what else? They're probably the big ones in our our diet, anyway. 
Yeah, I like. I can't think. Soft of Soft cheese is the hardest one. Isn't yeah, it? and I actually funny story about that. We went down to oh yeah, well, you were. I was about to tell you this story about the time we went on holiday together. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember when we went to Stanthorpe, which is like this beautiful place in Queensland? Yeah, west, right. west of Brisbane. Yeah, yeah, rather west is like sort of country. But anyways, there's New like South Wales, isn't it? Is it could be? Well, Let's yeah, call south, it Queensland. Southwest of Brisbane. Yeah, somewhere mm. along there. Um, and essentially, we went to a dairy like yeah. farm yeah. and like they made their own cheeses and like uh, my wife extremely pregnant at the time was like let's get a cheese tasting board and that was the only time i felt uncomfortable because she actually f- felt sick that night oh really yeah do you remember oh that's right yeah like she couldn't we had this awesome like italian dinner that night and yeah. she like couldn't eat it because she was like feeling sick and i was like what have you done yeah it was like because she was the one that was adamant eating because like she was the only one that wanted the cheese <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and there were like so many flies and stuff like it was just a bad vibe but that like you know this is the point right so she was fine she ate the cheese and she was fine she didn't end up with listeria okay and our baby is obviously fine now in having said that what are you trying to avoid well <laughs> Soft serve. They worry about things growing the soft serve. But Macca's, right? I having worked at Macca's before in my life um, as you a have. kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah I did as a kid. Did you? Yeah. At Macca's I think it's, well. a, it's an Aussie staple. Oh, yeah, isn't as it? As a yeah. kid to work there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, you know, like when you get the, the, the clean out the uh, soft serve machine, that's why it's like always broken when you go and they're like, ah, oh, it's not working. It's because yeah. they're cleaning it out, yeah. right? So they clean it out on the reg. And so you're forever having ice cream going in there and you know the whole consensus is that it's used a lot it's clean you're probably going to be okay yeah. but what they do says like in mr whippy vans or anything like that like those you know sort of you know suspect yeah, yeah. you have to be careful because like there's no sort of like uh it's not like a big corporation that is using it all the time they basically get whatever business they do if they want to save money maybe they drive they park their car up for like three hours in the hot sun yeah and then they turn it off and then the refrigeration drops and then it comes back right then the only time i've ever had food poisoning is from stupid stuff like that like i I was at a camping site once and there was like a trailer that was like a beer trailer right and it had like kegs hooked up to it and stuff and it opened at four and you'd go and anyways like so i bought a beer from there and uh, they were just like sort of brew, like it wasn't homebrew like but it was craft stuff I remember like my opinion on craft beer but I was like I'll have this anyways and I tasted it I was like this is pus whatever really? it was, was disgusting yeah right. and I was like that's no good I said to the bike I was like oh look mate that's not even cold and uh, there's something weird about that and he goes oh you can have it for free and I'll get you another one so he got me one that was good right um and, and I kept the other one and I was like ah oh, yeah free beer let me yeah. try and sip it again so I had a bigger sip and I was like uh, that just simply won't do. Chuck that. Later on, I was so oh, sick. No. So it must have been something in the pipes or something like that there. But like, that's the concept, right? Like that's a bit of like a roll of the dice. Um, and yeah. So the soft serve thing, Renee had McFlurries oftentimes. Nice. Yeah. We went to Sushi Train. Uh, there's one near our house and it's great. They can also pay us. Uh, <laughs> um, and yeah, like that was really good. Uh, what else? Soft cheeses, obviously. We know that my wife didn't entirely avoid those. Did Brie avoid anything? Yeah, she didn't have sushi, didn't have soft serves. Like, yeah. the whole gamut. Yeah. Y- yeah, so she so was more no avoided. sushi, yeah, big time. Yeah, do you think, like, next time around should be as avoided? Probably not. Yeah. I think we overdid it a little bit. Yeah. We don't know the first time. You don't know. And, and nobody yeah. says that. Everybody just says, oh, you can't have it. And nobody goes, like, well, why? Well, you're trying to avoid listeria because that's not good for a fetus. Yeah. And that can have all sorts of trouble. <laughs> so if, if people want to be more, like, err on the more precautious side, go for it. Yeah, definitely. Um, but we Like, didn't. it's still a risk. You know? Yeah. So. Yes. Yeah, if you're more risk avoiding, don't do it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And then, like, the logic, like, we use is, like, we don't know anyone with listeria ever yeah. in the 30 odd years we've been alive yeah. and you're not sorry this is a question for you you're not more likely to get listeria pregnant no because that would be my next question no yeah okay feel free to roast me if I'm wrong but no yeah, right. okay. so f- from everything so um, in the show notes we'll put that link to uh, Beyond the Bump yeah cool and it'll be on our Instagram as well and then have a listen because that's actually an obstetrician not just a former registered nurse talking about it uh Anything to sort of do in the first trimester? Because things start getting a bit serious in the first trimester, don't they? Like you start realizing my life changed in the first trimester. Big time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what happened. Like a lot of people say like, you know, when the baby's born, things change. But like in a way, like I think maybe I was like a bit, I was trying to future proof myself. So the minute it was like solidified and our eight week scan was done and I was like, oh, we're actually on here. I just started to 
I mentioned this before on other podcasts, but like I just started to renovate the house. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Try and fix jobs that haven't been done. And like, yeah. Yeah, 100%. I think we'll probably go into a bit more detail of um, the finance side of things a bit later. Yeah. But that's something to definitely start looking at. Yeah. But I think let's quickly touch on what to expect. Because let's say you're a first time father to be. Yeah. Your wife's obviously might be a first time mother to be. Yeah. You might have no idea what's coming for that trimester, right? Yeah. In terms of appointments and whatnot. We've touched yeah. on the dating scam, but is there anything else that they need to expect? So obviously you got the, the pregnancy test is now positive. Yeah. So the first thing's probably to go to the GP and confirm pregnancy. Yeah, so they'll but do what, a what blood does that involve, test. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So um we all know how I feel about pissy sticks. But if you get a uh like also you get different variants that are reactive. So the actual hormone that they're checking for is something called beta HCG, right? And that that shows up in urine and that's why your tests actually show positive when you use one of the pregnancy tests and you have different variants some that are more sensitive and less sensitive but either way it's not a solidified number and they can actually use the number to see that the number's growing which correlates with adequate growth of the fetus so what you are intended to do is basically the minute you you know get a positive result book in with a GP, they'll organize a blood test and do a serum beta HCG and actually have a look at the levels in your blood as opposed to the levels in your urine. Yeah, and they'll base that off when your last period was, wasn't they? Yeah, that's kind of when it start, like, starts from, but like... Um, I think it's, I don't know for certain, I'm fairly, yeah. but, but it's like, it's kind of loose. Yeah. Because okay. um, I remember in our first pregnancy when we started to, when things were kind of going wrong. Yep our beta HCG levels were rising, which is indicative of nothing going wrong, but they were rising at a lower rate. Yeah. And then they were like, oh, something's potentially wrong. And the same thing happened with the good pregnancy, the one that worked. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so like it was like a little bit slower to get started. It wasn't like normal. And if you, like I'm fairly certain from memory, we had the conversation with the GP and like what's a normal, you know, HCG level. Yeah. And the, like the, pa- the, the like, range it's, it's is huge. huge. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I think what will happen is you obviously got your first point with your GP. They'll yeah. check your HCG. If it's in the normal range, they won't really tell you to come back for another test. Yeah. They'll just go, yep, you're pregnant. Yeah. Congrats. And then you'll go on to your scan and whatnot. But if it's on the low side, yeah. then they'll probably ask you back. In yes. what, a week, two weeks? Yes, yeah, generally a week. They start yeah. checking a week. So the first time when... Uh, then you'll go to your, your eight-week scan, yeah. right? So And the same thing can happen with the eight-week scan. So because you don't know exactly the start time, at some points they can do the scan and not get a heartbeat. Correct, yeah. Right? And that can be fine, right? And 100%. Because so, I don't think you can see the heartbeat till about week eight-ish. Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure that's kind of why they do it too. And like the thing is, like when you go in for that scan and you don't find the heartbeat, it's terrible so like that happened with our first one and like you know they're like oh it could just be six you know that you're at six weeks or whatever and that we're not able to you know properly see it yeah um now it's probably good for blokes to know when they go in for their first scan it's not like it is in the movies no it's not the first scan where you think they're just going to use like the ultrasound on on the the belly on the belly yeah that's not where it goes no they start there yeah. But then, At eight yeah. weeks though, do they start there? Yeah, I'm pretty confident. I, yeah, our experience is they went straight for the... Um, internal, internal ultrasound. Yeah. yeah. And so an internal ultrasound is exactly as it says yeah. on the name, right? Like it, they go up through the vaginal canal and that way they can get closer to the cervix. And like I actually recommend in this area is like go to a good sonographer if you can we ended up doing like a private sonography thing like the it, the money's not that much right okay. um you know for that and it was really nice having someone in a private sort of sector because we had a bit of a bad experience in the public sector with the yeah, sonographer okay. like yeah. renee was being sort of like forced around the bed like you know an oversized dagwood dog oh right yeah okay. yeah yeah and like it was right when we had um like in the first one they couldn't find the heartbeat and stuff it was just like a bit yeah, traumatic yeah un- uncomfortable and like you know my wife was at the beginning, she was just uncomfortable with all of that, as you would be. It's not exactly the, the least invasive procedure. Yeah. But yeah, so that is probably something to think about that that's probably going to happen. So do go to that scan with your wife and, you know, be there to support them. Yeah, of course. Your partner. You also want to see the heartbeat for the first time. If it's Hell there, yeah. you want to see it. It's crazy. At eight weeks, they start somewhat looking like a baby. So you yeah. can see the outline, you can see the head, the spine. Yes. You can start to the see tail. little limbs, the tail. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's pretty cool. Yes, it yeah. is. It's really cool. And you also find out, hopefully, how yeah. many there are. Yes. So they should be able to see if there's more than one. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. 
Not necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> One might be hiding. Oh, dude, if we go back for another and have twins, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. Oh, I'm right. a middle child. That's why I'm podcasting, and I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to inflict that on the world or or a child of mine. <laughs> uh, okay. What do you reckon? Anything else in that sort of thing to expect? Nausea. Nausea. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's pretty much it for trimester one. Yeah. It's probably, in my experience, the hardest trimester. Uh, not for me. For Brie. For Brie, yeah. Yeah. I've, uh, Renee found the third trimester pretty bad. Yeah. But, but like, there's no secret. Renee just didn't like pregnancy very much at all. Yeah, okay. Like, there were some perks <clears throat> to it. Like, she enjoyed wearing some maternity clothes, and that's as far as it goes. Yeah, right, okay. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think she said, like, she was just uncomfortable the whole time. Yeah. You've got think- about two weeks in the middle that seems to be yeah, okay. Yeah, I think it's different for everyone. Like, for us, trimester two was chill as it was the best yeah. it was like back to normal yeah but for how long pretty much the whole second oh, trimester no okay. and then moving into the third the third it just starts to get yeah. you know big and uncomfortable yeah but we'll go into that next podcast yes we will yeah so let's wrap it up for the whole sort of pregnancy ting right now and let's have a quick chat about dad hacks dad hacks i love it yes favorite part of the episode do you want to start this time with your dad hack yeah let me go first go on all right so last pod we were talking about you know new year's resolutions and whatnot Yes. And smart goals and setting your goals for the year, writing them down and whatnot. And um, what is it? End of Jan now. So now is about the time it all sort of goes out the window. Yeah. How are yours going actually? <laughs> so do you know what? Uh, you've inspired me to write my goals down. Right, yep. Uh, so I plan on doing that at some point. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, do you know, like I actually thought like, I've been thinking a lot about it cause I've actually sort of like doubled down on my exercise and stuff like that. And like, I actually had to think about like one of my other things, I'm going to put this out here so that people, uh, cause I enjoy singing. Right. So there's one of my other things that I, I like doing and I want to learn to sing the run in Tennessee whiskey by Chris Stapleton. Okay. Right, because that's long and crazy, and like you know, I've never been able to sort of like do those kind of like long runs or whatever. So I'm like, I'm gonna learn that as well. But I haven't written any of these things down because, and I was thinking about it, like write it down, write it down. You've and got I just a whiteboard have... right here that I can see. Yeah, I know it'd be that perfect. That would be perfect. The... Yeah. Yeah, considering I haven't updated that in ages. There you go. But yeah, so mine are going good, and I've like developed a really good exercise plan to do my muscle up. Uh, tits are still jiggling, yeah. but it's only been two weeks. Exactly. All right. Yeah. Um, Give it a bit more time. Yeah. Love it. Anyhow, Go so on. now is roughly the time that people start to fall off the wagon, right? Yeah. Especially health goals. Yes. Um, so my recommendation this week or this fortnight is to get a shared calendar. So something oh, like so good. Google Calendar or something like yes. that with your wife. And then you can actually, let's say it's a Sunday night, you go through and you plan your sessions with yep. your wife. So my wife does Pilates. Yep. So we go in Sunday night. We plug in when she wants to go because she does shift work as well. So it yes. makes it hard to have a routine each week, right? Yeah. If you're if you're both working full time or one's one's working, one's not. Yeah. And your weeks are all similar, you could probably just do this once and then yeah. it's done, right? Yeah. So you've got your set time for exercise, but for us because it's shift work, it's a bit bit harder. Yeah. But yeah, every Sunday we go in, we plug in when she's going to go to Pilates, we plug in when I'm going to go for a run or gym or whatnot. And then that's essentially the habit done. So the thing with goals and whatnot is you want it to become a habit. You don't want it to come, you don't want it to be just motivation. Yeah. And you don't want to be conscious about it. It's just part of your norms, those household norms we were talking about earlier. Yeah. And like something like Atomic Habits, which is a great book by James Clear, I believe. Dude, I haven't read it. It's awesome. I've listened to it a couple of times. I'd definitely get around it. But um, essentially what he says is you want your habit to be as easy as possible. So let's say you want to be going for a run every second day. Yeah. You don't want the habit to be going for a run. Yeah. You want the habit to be putting your shoes on. Yeah. Because as soon as your shoes are on, you're going. Yes. You know, unless you're wearing them in like you are now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So your habit is putting the shoes next to your bed. Yeah, so when yeah, you yeah. wake up, you put your shoes on. That's such a good and idea. And you're going for a run, right? So I've been this- thinking about putting like my running gear right next to my bed, like in a little thing. Yeah. Because it doesn't, doesn't matter what I look like. So I don't care if they're like scrumpled, but like I want to be able to like put put it on and go. Yeah, exactly. And if they're like, you know, with the shared calendar, it's essentially the habits done. So you you yeah. planned your session and you're much more likely to yeah. actually do it. And the other thing, I hate communicating. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like sometimes I feel like, particularly if I'm busy, it's hard enough to do the things that I need to do. I don't want to 
be telling people about what I'm doing yeah. so that I can do them. Yeah. So like if you set aside the time or just like run your day on that particular calendar because I need a calendar to get by. I use it for work all the time. Yeah, Even I've got a calendar, which I should use more for the personal side. But yeah, as shared, we use Google calendars. Uh, and then that way, like, because Renee's generally the one that organizes like a lot of, a lot of social stuff. Yeah, of course. And like, she won't know. Like, a great example today is after this, I'm like mowing a client's lawn, right? And my wife has no idea about that. And I'm also wedging that in before going to a social event at my parents' house. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot going on there. Um, but yeah, uh, if I'd put this in my calendar, I think uh, it would have worked out better. Yeah, exactly. Easy communication as well. Done deal. That's my nice. dad hack for the. For the week. You want to know my dad hack? You kind of mentioned them before. I'm what, have a look at my shoes. Nice. Do you want to describe them? To- <laughs> <laughs> they're a bit on the nose. They're, eh? they're fluoro pinky red and yellow. Yeah. Essentially. But yep. they look good. You well, look fast. I don't look fast, which is good because <laughs> I've been This doing- is a thing, right? Yeah. When you're an adult, no one tells you you look fast anymore. <laughs> what the hell? When I buy new runners, they look like that. I want yeah, someone yeah, to go, yeah. man. Actually, you're You look like you could run fast. <laughs> Your daughter was running around the table when we had dinner at your house the other day. My wife's like, wow, you're so fast. Yeah. And I was like, I wish you'd say that to me exactly. when I go for a run. Doing my zone two, yeah. eight and a half minute kilometers. Um, but this is the thing. I did the math on my last pair of shoes and I'd done 800 kilometers in them. And I was like, no wonder my feet are sore. Yeah. Uh, and that was my first ever pair of shoes. And this is the hack that I got fit for me. Because usually like, you know, in golf, you can have your golf clubs fit to you. Like you have to have a good skill level to do that. But shoes are a little bit different, right? Because mm-hmm. you're on your feet all the time. Yep. And like, if you're going to stress yourself, particularly it, like if you're me and you carry a little bit more like weight behind you, and then you're doing high impact sport, like run running, it can be pretty rough on your feet. And I remember running on like some uh, Nikes that I bought just from like the outlet store that were like basically just a barrier between my foot and dog shit. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. And they were like, they look cool. Right. But the thing is like my feet got sore quick and I had like, you know, it stopped me running for a while cause my feet were yeah, so sore. That. So anyways, athletes foot, they're usually really good. They keep your stuff on file. The store in Australia, sorry, Ghanese guy. Um, but or maybe it's over there. Who do I, it could be, that could be a global thing. But having somebody look at what shoes fit your foot type, right? Because you can have a collapsed arch or whatever, or you can have a high arch like I do. And I, I found out my foot pronation is what only 5% of the population do. Right. I'm very much outward in. So like so you the, hit on the outside and then, yes. you, then you pronate. The outside of my heel and then the pronation comes. And yep. like apparently that's not that common. But, you know, even because of that, like the, there's a bit of a rolling action and you can potentially, you know, injure yourself or whatever. And like. So what do they do there? So oh, I'd like to know, do they then support the outside to get you to not pronate and be no. in the right position first? No. Or do they not allow you to pronate? And then mm. you're running on the outside of your foot. No, no, no. So what they do, so the, it's weird because it changes sometimes, but the first one I had had a very small amount of arch support, right? And I think it's because my feet were rolling even more back then. Yeah. Right? And because you do adapt to your shoes or whatever. The, these ones are neutral. So I've got a relatively high arch. So they measure you. You stand on like a, a, like a piezoelectric board that tells you where the pressure is. Yeah. And then they can see where the pressure points are. And if there's a lot of pressure at your arch area, you've got a collapsed arch or a low arch. Right. But, and there wasn't much for mine. So they put me in an, uh, a natural, like a, a neutral shoe because they don't want to have my arch exacerbated. Right. And I almost feel like the last pair of shoes made my arch a bit more like that. Um, not that I've had any particular pain with that. But yes, and then you, they do a gait analysis, which is just walking. And yep. they look to see how your foot rolls and then the, the two of those. Um, and anyway, so like then they give you like three different shoes and you try on. And, like, the and then cl- you pick the coolest looking one. Then you go against you, the you go against everything they suggest and you go, I want the fluoro pink ones, please. <laughs> do you know what? So the shoes, like I was talking about before, like I've got, um, I just bought ASICs. Uh, Noosa Tri 15s. And if you look at, like, they are horrendous. Like, I've got, like, the orange and yellow ones, which is probably the best looking color. But they felt the best, to be honest with you. And you know what? They were the cheapest. Really? That's a win. Yeah. Yeah. So we're like 220 bucks, right? Um, yeah. And the others were all like sort of 260 ish. Yeah. And so like, I was like, yeah, it's so a double win. And they legitimately are the most comfortable. I don't necessarily like how good they look, but in you know, the fact that you said I look fast makes me love them. So <laughs> yeah. Anyways, get the foot health. It's good. Particularly if you're trying to, uh, you're trying to keep fit. You just want to be like an alpha dad. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You want to be able to chase after your kids. This is right. I'm looking out your window right now, mate. So we're going off topic. And yeah. this is what I love about being not a dad, but a husband yeah. is watching a delivery come for your wife. 
Are you kidding me? I, I don't know. even know what this delivery is about. No, of course you don't. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Let him know that we're in here. Yeah. Oh, thanks, mate. Legend. Yeah, just leave it there. Yeah. <laughs> now, what do you reckon that is? Just oh, have a guess. Mate. Something useless, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you said it. Uh, no idea. Close. It's got to be close. Do you reckon it's close? It looks soft. Oh, what's the chances it's potentially something maternity related? Potentially. Or was it that golf shirt you bought? No, I don't buy. I don't, <laughs> look, I'm such a good boy. I don't even play golf anymore. I'm saving money and I'm around with my kid. She, That's so backwards. I know. This is when you should be playing more. <laughs> <laughs> when he's older, I'm like, I'm setting everything up to train him to play. Oh, actually, I've got a new dad hack. Oh, should I wait or should I? Yeah, you should wait. Okay. But it's a good teaser for next it's time. It's a real good one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, we'll good. leave it for next time. Okay. Now, we are a little bit longer than we were usually, yep. but I hope you enjoyed it. And like I said, about three quarters of the way through, if you like what we're doing, if you like the idea we're trying to make a community for dads out there and just really be the best millennial uh, dads, uh, involved dads, do you know, like um, it's it's so nice to see how many people like are actually getting involved and being part of this. And if you like the fact that we're making this community, we don't want anything from you. We just want reviews we just want listens so just pass it on to somebody else and then that way we can sort of grow the community a little bit find us on instagram call me daddy podcast find us on facebook call me daddy podcast and very shortly i'll make a facebook group so we can have discussions right and that sounds really lovely but it's actually because i want people to give us ideas about what to talk about (laughs) no but then we can answer the questions they have exactly exactly more useful yeah definitely and if you've got dad hacks you want to share that'd be great but anyways have a lovely day Till next time. Yeah. Take care, mate. Bye.